everybody welcome to another edition gary gene hudson and as everybody's coming to stock in bfffg bigfoot research hello there catherine and thomas gary spikes again hey sean trista howard welcome everybody welcome to another edition so what we got going on chris well, just following up uh, with our last, you know, podcast talking about our dimensional beings or what is Bigfoot. Um, we got a whole slew of guests tonight, about 10 of them. Um, pretty much going to ask them the question what they think Bigfoot is. And some of them, I think we probably already know what they might think. But I kind of picked a bunch of 
different people with different ideas just so we can compare and contrast a little bit there is no wrong or right answer as we all know there's nobody really knows what they are ultimately but we have some uh, good guests tonight starting off with the uh, headliner mr ron moorhead welcome so, uh, sir come on down in. hey hi guys you kind sir well it's great thanks i appreciate you seeing you guys yeah it's fun <laughs> yeah absolutely so welcome everybody to another edition give everybody a round of applause and we'll let chris start it off welcome welcome so uh mr ron what do you think bigfoot is i mean <laughs> are these all just blood and flesh and and um creatures or are they you know, from another dimension are they alien based or oh, are we goodness. looking at star people or are we are they both what, what what's your take on this oh gosh well, it usually takes me about an hour to explain all this, but uh, I've, uh, you know, I've encountered them over 50 years ago. I've been on the hunt for them ever since. So actually, they, they came into our camp. So and most people know my story if, if they know me. And uh, uh, anyway, I, I come to believe that they have a human component to them. And that's because of the uh, studies I've had done on them. I try to stay with science. Uh, but I got into modern science now, quantum science, and that is recognized science worldwide. And uh, can they disappear? That was the next question I suppose she's going to ask me. <laughs> can anything disappear? According to Dr. Paul Dirac, uh, uh, got the Nobel Prize in 1933 for antimatter, which is direct exchange between energy and matter. As we all know, Tesla said everything is energy, frequency, and vibration. So if they can find the frequency, they can change matter into energy and vice versa, which we can do too if we ever evolve that far. I think they've been here longer than Homo sapiens. I think they are probably have a the alien intervention into a genome. Are you waving at me, Grizzly? Oh, I'm waving at the <laughs> people in the chat. Oh, oh, let me do that too. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure. In fact, I'm quite sure that they are not the same. Many of them may be a different genomes. Uh, they seem to have a common uh, common denominator, though, and that is, uh, well, the ones we dealt with in Sierra Mount Mountains are, uh, definitely have language. That's been established now by uh, Professor Curlin uh, at uh, Wyoming University and uh, also by a cryptolinguist from the Navy, trained by the Navy. And then you got uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Lieberman, Brown University, says that only humans have the vocal mechanism for vocal, for speech. These things have that, yet they can go outside of our range, inside our range, and below it. When you get right down to it, though, uh, a lot of the frequencies they reach are way above what a human can do. So they've got a very, a very interesting uh, vocal mechanism, ones we encounter. Yeah. And uh, some of them may not have language. I think a lot of them, over the eons of time, have... Uh, diluted down by inbreeding or crossbreeding with the indigenous tribes and people. So they're not all the same and not just because of that, but because different aliens have been on this planet. And I think they mess with genome of different species on this planet. And they put into that, into that uh, DNA, whatever they wanted, whatever their agenda is. So some could be good, good and some could be bad. And I want to caution people on that because they're not all uh, cupcake eaters. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Hundred percent. Oh, anyway, I, I can jabber on for a or two, or you can ask me another question. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Um, if you if oh, you could, if you could definitely 
have any question asked and actually truly answered, even whether we know this would go anywhere or not, what would you want to know for sure about me? Bigfoot? Yes. I'd want to know what they were saying to me that night when they was trying to ask me some things when <laughs> at the camp, air camp. Yeah. We had that we had the information transcribed by a crypto linguist, but that doesn't tell you what they were saying. It just means it was a language by the human definition of language, which means a morphine stream of words, which make a cognizant sentence like we're talking now. And they have that. That that puts the human component in them. Or we have a Bigfoot component in us, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. but like I say, I think they've been here for eons because uh, I think uh, aliens have been visiting this planet for eons. And, and some of them have just are different than others. I've been in all over the planet, as you know, researching some of this stuff. Uh, I think Bolivia and Peru was my big eye opener, uh, seeing the stuff going on down there and finding that those skulls were not Homo sapien, those elongated skulls. It's been determined now through DNA studies. So I thought they were probably part part Homo sapien, but they uh, they're not. There's no Homo sapien in them, according to what I'm just hearing recently from the DNA study. So are they interdimensional? I think someone can be. You can can reach the right frequency. (laughs) Everything's frequency, energy, and vibration. You can reach the right frequency. You can change matter. And that's, that was determined by CERN in 2012 with the hydrogen collider. And then when a particle changed into energy. And uh, how does it change back? It has to be frequency. Everything works on frequency and vibration. We're all energy at our most minute level of existence. Everything is. And uh, I think that's how miracles are done from the ages of old. How, how biblical miracles were done. Find the frequency, you change its matter. Yeah. But you have to have your heart coherent, your heart coherent with your brain. Our our brain has been conditioned. Everybody's conditioned by certain religions, by certain factions or something. Something's conditioned us to think how we think. You have to get out of that box to get into quantum physics and just understand there's no end to the universe. How could there be? And uh, there's, there's a lot of things we just don't know and we can't comprehend it with our mind. You have to just believe it. And uh, oh, I've researched all the way back into the uh, the Anunnaki from the cuneiform text and uh, get the real interpretation of how the different the word have been changed over the eons of time by different governments that's been in charge trying to influence their their people. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's amazing. A lot, lot to unpack right there. G gave us <laughs> that's for sure. Well, you said the number of times. Oh yeah, no, no. So we're we're just gonna disregard all our other. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, in light the fact that we have some people already waiting, um, I know you got something you're working on. You wanted to talk about a little bit. Who me, Ron? Yeah, you. Oh, and you okay. said you had something you're working on. Well, I'm working on. Let you do a little plug. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I should have it out first. The first part of the year. Uh, it's uh, being edited again now, so. I just got to get it laid out, get the pictures in it that I want in it, and uh, get it set up so I can sell it. Yeah, I've got the Quantum Bigfoot out now. That's been out and doing very well. And uh, I just continue on that a little bit uh, and uh, get a little deeper into it, like how things disappear, how the trackways stop, how what does is, what is Tesla's uh, manifestation code mean, the 369, 
and things like that I get into in my new book and uh, also get into how we are, well, we all know how we're messing this earth up a little bit, but uh, why there's so many reports, and I've taken so many of them over the years, of these things being seen around trees, clear-cutting trees or just cutting trees. They don't like what we're doing to the earth. We're screwing it up with wars. Where's warring species? Let's put, let's put it that way. That's what we're. That's what we are. That's what we're designed to be, I guess. And we got to get back into love and compassion and caring for other people instead of shooting them. Yeah, I don't like getting shot at. You guys like getting shot at? Nobody wants to shot. Nope. I didn't, and I still don't to this day. I I went. I was. You know, I was in the military, and I'm glad I didn't have to shoot anybody. I'm glad nobody shot me. I mean, just why do people want to do that? I think uh, everything boils down to our experiences and what we deal with and how we deal with experiences because that's what life's all about. It's like the master said, everybody, it's all dependent on how you respond to the experience, which was with love and compassion. If you can respond to things with love and compassion, you're, you're going to be raising your vibrational frequency, your personal vibrational frequency. That's what gets you into another realm, into another area. If you don't learn something in this life, you got to learn it somewhere. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. Even Einstein would guess at that, but it's got to be learned. And some people just don't learn it. They end up dying. So what happens to them then? Energy, as we are made of, cannot die. So what happens? It changes form, according to physics. Nothing dies, okay. it just changes form. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So anyway, <clears throat> yes. Oh, should I read that? Oh. No, I'm just putting everybody's comments up as you're speaking. Oh. <laughs> okay. so everybody's saying hi and hello and welcome. Oh. Any questions, I'll be glad to give it a shot. Well, I mean, uh, we, we got some people coming up. Um, I do appreciate you coming on, and I could pick your brain all night long. <laughs> really could. <laughs> you could be a show or two by itself. Um, you want to hang out or you want to stick yeah, around? Yeah, you're, you're welcome, welcome to hang out here and we'll bring some people up and you can chit chat with them if you want. Well, we're able to talk together a little bit. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Here, I'm going to go ahead and bring Richard Farabee up cause he's got to go to work early. So we want to get him in, in and out first and then we'll, we'll continue Welcome, down Richard. the list. What's up, Mr. Richard. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. I can Richard, hear you. you know, I can... Good. Good. I'm wearing that, that earpiece. I usually don't wear that. So I just want to make sure. Yeah, we're good. We're good. So, what do you think Bigfoot are? And you're not well, again just because because you're in the presence of Ron here. Don't change your answer in any uh, way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was saying backstage when y'all were gonna have me come on before. I was like, no, no, he's royalty. <laughs> he goes first. He goes oh, first. On, guys. You know, um, <laughs> just anything I say, Ron. Don't take it personal. I love you. I've met you in person. I met you at Ocala. I have your books right here, and I appreciate you autographing them for me. Um, well, thank you. So great, utmost respect, utmost respect. Um, but I'm the meat and potato guy. Um, I, I hold on to the belief that this is a living, breathing, procreating, pooping in the woods animal. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's a primate, and I don't know if it's part human, all I know, it's a living, breathing creature. Now, I don't get into a lot of the, 
the supernatural or the interdimensional thing because you know everybody knows me I, I just don't go that way because it's enough on my plate being out there every weekend trying to find this thing to load more on my plate to worry about or to think about when I'm just trying to get out there and, and, and find the evidence and the evidence that we find and that we have seen for the last 50 years um, proves that it's a living, breathing animal. It leaves footprints, it leaves air, it leaves DNA, it leaves scat, it builds structures, um, it makes sounds. Um, so those are all natural things in the natural world. Um, so I see it as a natural creature. Um, I'm not into the mind speak. And I say that only on my, my own personal encounter, that when I had the encounter, um, the inner voice in my head telling me to run, telling me to leave, that was me. That was my consciousness. It was fear. It was my own self-preservation saying, get out of there, go. Um, I, it's one of those things when you talk about the, the supernatural part is it, it, the, the two things that I, I, I look at is one is the mind speak and one is the, does this thing go through portals or not? I don't believe it does either one. Um, and that's just my belief. It's something that's wrong. <laughs> you know? It's just my belief, and it's what makes it easier to simplify in my mind. Um, with the mind speak, like I said, I think it's our own inner consciousness speaking to us out of fear, anxiety, or something like that, that, that we listen to. Um, it, it's in, in my mind, if something was going to mind speak to me, it would have to know English, because it's only going to mind speak in the language that it knows. I, if, if, I, if, I, if a Chinese guy want to mind speak with me, I don't understand Chinese. He, might, he, may, he doesn't know English. And I don't think there's some kind of translator translating for us in this mind speak thing. Yeah. So I kind of stay away from the mind speak thing because I think, like I said, I think it's our own insides. It's our own mind working with us. You, you're kind uh, of one of those guys that, like, if you've seen it or it's happened to you, then you believe it type of thing. Like, it hasn't happened to you, so you definitely yeah, I'm not saying buy it. Right. Right I, I'm not saying the supernatural part doesn't exist. I have yet to experience it. Um, mm -hmm. So MindSpeak, you know, like I said, I, I've had encounters, and MindSpeak never even um, showed its face. I, I don't know. Um, as far as the Huh? I, I just want to ask you something for a second. Sure, Rob. Uh, have sure. You ever, you've seen birds all flock together, right? All in one motion fish, the same way they'll spool together. Are they talking to each other in any way? I, I, I don't know. I and, and I'm one of those researchers that I'm not going to solve an unknown with an unknown. I'm going to tell you I don't know. <laughs> it's you called know? quantum argument. But, yeah. but, but that's the same say. species. But does a one species do that with its a different species? That's well, what I'm saying it's, it's been yeah. a totally different species. I, I did you hear anything I said earlier about how there is a human component to these things? I mean, I, it's well, not like I, I, I be talking. Oh no, no, you're you're great, man. Yeah, I'm I'm among. You know, one well, of the greatest. It's, it's not really so much as a debate of who's right or wrong. Um, Richard, we got a lot, a lot of yeah. people waiting. So, do you have some I, I, a couple I, questions? Anybody's opinion because it's just, I just, yeah. I just try to get into the science behind anything that I do, and uh, it's quantum science, and that is out of the box. They do that. Right. You know, they smoke. They, there's absolutely, uh, definitely a physical part to them, but 
Is it only physical or part of us? Do we have only physical to us? What is our consciousness, our feelings, our, our ability to have telekinesis and telepathy, those things? How does that happen? It happens. There's a science behind how it happens, and it's sort of physical being. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that it's possible in, in, in the same species and in interspecies. You know what I mean? But I don't know. We're talking something that in my mind is maybe primate, maybe not primate. I don't know. Um, I think they, they try really hard to avoid us. So I don't think it, it's going to talk to me. I think it wants to avoid me, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah. but like I said, that's just my belief. I, I, I'm not I'm open to anything. And if it happens, I, I, I I'll be the first one out there saying, hey, it happened. You know what I mean? Um, well, Richard, do you have any uh, questions? Well, like I said, we got a bunch of people waiting, so I'm trying to keep it down to like five, ten minutes at most. Um, do you have any questions for the psychics next week? Like yes or no questions, so I can write these in. It's really hard to come up with a yes or no because that's a, a closed-ended question, and most of mine are open-ended. Um, yeah. You know, I, I really I don't know as far as a yes and no. Um, I mean, if I wanted to know anything about them, it's just how long have they been here? How long, what is their true history? How long they've been here? But as far as a yes and no, um, I, I don't know. I, that's a, to narrow it down to one question. Have they, have they been here longer than us? Yes or no? Does that work? I mean, you can ask that. I, I believe they have been here a lot longer than us. Um, I think we're the ones that encroached, encroached on their land, their I think they've always been here. I don't think they came over the land bridge. I think they have always been in North Carolina, North America. Um, I think they've been here the whole time. You know, you go back to Keith Erickson, Native Americans, everybody else. They've been here a very long time, very long time, probably since the dinosaurs. All right. Well, I do appreciate you coming on, sir. And I'm going to pop you off and pull up Mike Aguilar next. It's good right. to see you, Ron. Thank you. Good meeting you, Richard, again. <laughs> Mr. Mike Aguilar, how you doing, What's buddy? Happening? How you guys doing? Hi, Mike. Thank you. So, Mike, you know what we're doing here. So, uh, tell us a little bit of what you think Bigfoot is. I, I'm on the flesh and blood side. Uh, from everything I've experienced, it, it seems to be a living, breathing animal. And I, I, I haven't seen anything else to show me otherwise, other than I can't figure out how they communicate with each other. <laughs> or maybe uh, communicate with you in your dreams. Yes. So or, or, or the dreams. A, there's, a little, there's a little bit of that that goes on, right? What's that? So that's something that most normal animals don't do. So that's a little bit of a, an oddity, you could say. Right. No, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's 100% just like an animal. I'm just saying it's, it's, yeah. it's something between us and something else. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have had some ex amazing dreams, too, that I can't have any answers for. And they led me to some of the spots that I've found some of the, some of the things that, some of the places I've taken you, Chris. I've literally been because I found them in a dream of mine, which is hard to understand. And I wouldn't understand it if it didn't happen to me. <laughs> okay. For sure. Makes you wonder, right? Whether it's like mind speak or, or what it is, but there's a connection there for sure. Right. 
So that's interesting. Do you have any questions for the psychics coming up next week? Yeah. Um, I would say, I want to ask him the energy that I feel, is that a defense mechanism? As in like maybe infrasound or. Right. Like, is it, is it, a, is it a defense mechanism that, that I feel when I walk into the woods and I can feel that pressure? Like, you know how I do when I feel that, is that their defense mechanism? Yes or no. It's <laughs> a good question. I like it. I think they can yeah, put think... that off if they want to. They can. I've gone into an area where I just got stopped like a force field or something. And, and that's when Stop we were interacting with them. Yep. Yeah, Ron, we I've, had same, yeah. I've had the same exact and, thing, Ron. It's like, a, like just like, yeah. a running into, like running into a wall. Yes. Yes, I've had it happen a couple times. But I want to make one thing clear about how I, they are have to be flesh and blood. I mean, they are. They don't. They, they leave tracks. They poop. They have. They procreate. They do everything that we do. But is there more to them? Is what I get at. Is there more to us than just flesh and blood? Where do we go? Because energy of which we're made of can't die, so it all transforms. But I know what you mean by flesh and blood only, like a bear or a cat. But trying to find them hasn't worked out for everybody yet. Hasn't worked out for anybody. I don't think. They find you and they do it through frequency because if you're on the right frequency, they can, they can put that into you and they can find the frequency that you're at. You talk about mind speak. I don't know that I've ever had it either, but I understand how it could work. And that's through quantum entanglement. That's how the birds fly together. The fish school together and all that stuff. They entangle with each other and that's done through their, well, through their makeup, what they're designed to be. Ron, I don't know if you ever heard one of my stories, but a, a, a real short little version was I got hit with infrasound is what we think. And mm -hmm. when I was by myself and for three days, my ears felt swollen and I, I was just sick to my stomach and felt horrible. Ever since mm. that day, I go out in the woods and I can feel that pressure three times harder than it used to be. It's mm. like what it's like whatever they did to me, they did something and I can feel that energy of them out there a lot more now. Yeah, I brought that up to a scientist years and years ago, uh, Dr. Leroy Fish, who's passed away. <clears throat> I told him what happened to me and another guy up there. And he said, well, it was probably infrasound because it will affect you. And it, it's been known that for years. Big animals use it. So I have no, no problem at all believing that these creatures can use infrasound and do use infrasound when they want to, which can do things to you and to me and to anybody they want. Using World War II, actually, to control some of the people uh, well mike i appreciate you joining us tonight uh yeah, guys. quick and short we've got a bunch of people on the backstage here and i just want to bring you on say hi all right i appreciate it guys nice to meet you ron good to meet you good to see Thanks, you mike. again take care all right all who's right, up bring next? up sadoti david sadoti grab him at the stage here we go hey what's up david you hear us hey yeah i can hear you now I can I'm good too. That's good. All right. So, hey, Ron. You know... Hi, David. <laughs> nice to see you again. Thank so, you. So you know that you know the game plan. So, what's your take on what Bigfoot is, Mister Sedoti? Well, um, kind of following the same lines as what Ron's talking about, which I never thought of when I first got into this. You know, twenty something years ago, always, you know, didn't think that what they call the woo factor, but. Um, 
the, the more um, people that have reports always report certain strange things that these creatures are doing. Um, and it always fascinated me. It got me more interested in, in going to that. And I read Ron's book uh, that really intrigued me. Uh, um, and uh, so it, you know, sparked a lot of questions. Um, I had some weird stuff happen while doing some you know, Sasquatch researching in the field. Um, but I guess my, uh, a few of my questions is, you know, of course, what everybody's uh, on everybody's mind is, you know, what are they, who are they? Um, as one of the questions, um, um, what is their purpose here? Um, is, it, is another question I had, uh, what language do they use or is it something that they made up or created themselves? Um, or is it, you know, bits and pieces of, uh, different languages across the globe? Um, let's see. And I, I'm. I definitely want to know, um, and I and I kind of lean this way. I think they do use quantum physics for a lot of things, and I think, um, as humans, I think at one point in our lives that we possibly were able to use those same qualities. We just um, through our lifespan as 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 a species, I think we've gotten away from that, and you know we look at them weird because they're doing all these awesome things and then we're and they're looking at us as well you know probably the same way how come they can't do what we do yeah <laughs> um uh but uh i just i would like to know another question too is what uh, vibration or frequency do we have to be on in order to like communicate with these creatures that would be a, a probably one of the good questions you know for them um so uh, those are just a few that i had to bounce off with interesting these psychics you know um is my interest was as a like any others when starting out um was you know flesh and blood or you know which i believe they still are and um a flesh and blood creature but i think they had these special abilities that um that we are so far away from now that we pro possibly were able to use before in the past uh, is it just like uh, uh, we just got so far away from that part of it and, you know, <clears> our <throat> third eye or pineal gland, you know, how uh, how powerful that actually really could be if it wasn't contaminated with all the pollution that we ingest in our bodies every day. Interesting. Fluoride being main one. <laughs> exactly yeah try to stay away from fluoride as much yeah. as i can <laughs> no 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 bueno no bueno so what's your thoughts on that ron what's what 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 do you think what i don't know if you ever nailed it down with what type or what frequency level or uh vibration oh uh, no i think they find your i think they find your frequency and if you've got good intentions in yourself that brings your frequency up if you have compassion and the good things right. going on in your life that you work towards, I think that keeps your frequency high enough so they can work with you better. Uh, that's my opinion because everything's energy, frequency, and vibration. I say that a lot because that's just what we are. We're energy vibrating at a frequency. You find the frequency, you can change its matter. And I think that's how they cloak, if you want to call it that. But uh, we have limited visibility. You know, we only see within 430 and 770 terahertz. That's our light's frequency, and all these other frequencies are out there. 
and uh, we we only we stay in that box. Most people do anyway of, of what we've been conditioned for. And uh, I think in order to uh, quantum physics isn't something you uh, either have or don't have. It exists uh, throughout the cosmos, throughout from the atom all the way through the cosmos, according to Doctor Stephen or Doctor uh, uh, Christopher Brayer at West Texas A and M. So everything works within those that it just rides on the back of Newtonian physics, which is our three-dimensional world that we live in. And you get into those other dimensions of different laws exist that we can't see. You have to conceive them or see them mathematically through quantum physics rules. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, so flesh and blood, yeah. yes, they are. But can yeah, they be more than that? Can they be more that's than what I always that? thought. I always thought that there's uh, they had these certain abilities that we didn't, we either lost or didn't acquire, and uh -huh. uh, I, I think that's you know part of the reason why you know we don't get glimpses of them or we get have these encounters. I think a lot of the encounters are just haphazardly, you know, people seeing these creatures uh, or an aggression type of a uh, an encounter possibly if they're wanting them wanting you out of an area a specific area that they're they're in um but i think you're right 100 percent that because uh, i've heard a lot of uh, cases uh, of these creatures finding you instead of you finding them so yeah that happened to us up there at the sierra camp <laughs> we go out <laughs> looking for them we've been all over those mountains trying to find out where they could be what's could be going on never could find them but they found night, you though. They, they can find us, you know, <laughs> yeah. mess with us. Yeah. They awesome do mess with you. Yeah, also, they do think that, they do think that we think we're smarter than them. They do think that we think that we're smarter than them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're not. They've been here for eons. And uh, you're right. Again, too, we have the abilities. But we haven't learned how to fall into them yet. And that's why we're talking now, so we can learn more. Right, right. We're all learning. You're green, you grow, and you're ripe, you're on. That's right. Well, that's true. David, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, we're going to go ahead you, and bring up, bring up the Nanaboss next. All Just right. Wait. Welcome, Marty. Oop, Here, you, you do the talking, <laughs> and I'll do the play. <laughs> I guess I could probably just go uh, ditto to what David said. You know? <laughs> oh, I, I, that's good. Yeah, I feel the same the same way. I feel like they are a people and that, you know, they have abilities. I mean, I just don't, they're flesh and blood, but I think they're also something else. And that I, I myself have experienced the flesh and blood part of them. And I've also had strange other encounters with them. I mean, I've actually, before going out somewhere, set a specific intention and asked them to leave something for me. And yet I'll go and I'll find it. It's like, it'll be right right where you know it'll be what specifically i asked for and it'll be somewhere really weird and obvious that only like be out in the open some like it's i've had very like you know i've had mind speak happen to me i don't really like to call it mind speak really i mean to me it's telepathy and i think that that can be easily explained scientifically i mean 
my, you know, it's happened to me. And I can't deny that it, that it has, you know, it has, I don't have all the answers, but I also know that in my telepathy um, experiences with them and my, my daytime sighting that I had, they, it just, it was calming. It was peaceful. It was beautiful. It wasn't some terrifying, you know, being that I was looking at and that I was afraid of. It was just a very calm thing. And, um, and I don't know, I just, I think that they're way more like us than people really want to admit to. It's a lot of, a lot of similarities and a lot of differences too. So a lot mm-hmm. of unknowns, right? We do oh, yeah. know a lot of knowns that we've seen and we have a lot of unknowns we don't understand. Mm-hmm. So that's what yeah. we're trying to get to. Uh, do you have any questions for the psychics? And uh, apparently I you're going to try to guest on that part of the show as well. I do. <laughs> I have, I, I wrote down a bunch of questions, but I really think just, I'm just going to ask too. Um, my first question is, I'd like to know if, because I think that, you know, that they can use portals. My question is how they use the portals. Is it because they are raising their vibration in order to use and utilize portals? So that's my question. That's one of them. That's a good one. And then... My second question is kind of like a two for one question because by that you're admitting that the portals exist, right? <laughs> if if it says yeah, so I kind of I like that question too. <laughs> and then my other one is, I'd like to know: Do they feel sad for us? Do they feel, you know, like? Poor, poor humans. Morning, stupid you know, humans. like a, like, do they? Yeah, but like, do they? Do they kind of grieve for us in the way that, you know, like, oh, those poor humans, you know, like they don't know what they're missing, and they're all so wrapped up in everything going on in their everyday life that they're not really enjoying life and enjoying family and enjoying. So I don't know. I just like to know if they feel sad for us as humans. That's another good question. I think Mr. Moorhead talked about that earlier in the show about war, destroying Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. And I think how they're we sad, more sad about that. us destroying the Earth than they are. We're destroying ourselves anyway. They can't stop yeah. our karma. You know, we got to do what we think mm-hmm. we're going to do. That's why I, I preach. I preach. I don't preach, but I talk about love and compassion because I believe that's what's going to raise the vibration. We get enough people doing that. It'll help the earth. These things want us to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why they interact with some people. They get on their vibration and can mind speak or just, I don't, I'm very analytical. So I don't know that I've ever had mind speak. I just, when they they were trying to ask me something up there at the camp and I never have found out what it is, but maybe that's because I couldn't reach my thick brain at the time. We were, we were thinking there's an ape out there, you know, at the time, some ape in the woods that had been discovered like most researchers looking for now. But they're a lot more than that. The ones we encountered, like I said before, too, they're not all the same. Some have been given the uh, genome for not wanting us to succeed, and some some want us to succeed. So they can be friendly or they Makes can sense. be not friendly. Right. Yeah. 
just like people. Yep. Just like us. Well, they they are supposedly half human, right? That we know of. I don't so, know half, but they, they have a well, human component in them. The, yeah, the 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 mother genome, you know, the yeah. mother yeah, the mitochondrial DNA. Mitochondrial. Yeah. The nuclear DNA is what's fantastic to the unknown. Right? The Maybe factor. someday we're gonna have our answer, but I don't know. Even if I get a, an answer to a question, it just leads me to more questions. So, <laughs> welcome to the rabbit hole. Oh, right? we'll, we'll all know everything. We'll all know everything before long. <laughs> That's true. I think. Thank yeah. you. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you for you, having Marty. me. And, uh, Thank and you, Marty. you know, I really appreciate it. Have a great night, everybody. And spread love and kindness. That's right. There we go. Right. All right. Who's up next? We're going to pull up Neil with All Bigfoot right. Talk. And there he is. Welcome. Mr. Hey, Ron. How are you doing tonight? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. So, Mr. Neil. What do you think? I know we had you on the show not that long ago, but we'll recap it a little bit anyways. What, what do you think Bigfoot is? Well, Bigfoot is definitely flesh and blood. It definitely bleeds. Um, it's got a lot of special abilities that we can't comprehend how they do. Um, what I hope is that they have learned how to open up enough their mind that they like people when they open up enough their mind, they can move objects. They can make lights get brighter and explode. So if they have had the ability to open up their mind enough, maybe they've learned how to do it over time and we can't understand how that's done. Some humans can already do that. I hope that's what it is, but I know they're definitely flesh and blood. I know they bleed. Um, so that's as far as I know. But there's so many other things out there that people say that it is or could be. And I don't put any of them down because no one really 100% knows. So I just listen to what everybody says and put it into what I'm seeing. I have a family clan that lives in our area. So I just look and compare it to what I'm seeing with this clan. Makes sense. Yes. Very good. And I know you sent me some questions. I didn't have a chance to type them up, but if you want to just generalize them, if not, I can copy and paste, but just okay for, for the record, say what you're, you're asking. Okay. So the first one I have is uh, Ron, you know that people have seen trackways and the trackways just end and they're not backing up. They just end in the mud or the snow. Mm -hmm. My first question is, has Bigfoot learned how to levitate? To the extent that they can stop, you know, stop and levitate so there's no more tracks in the mud or the snow. That's the first one is, can they levitate? Do you well, have I any ideas it. on that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> the one I seen the night I recorded the Samurai Cry was like it was just floating very fast down through the woods. It wasn't above, I mean, it, looked, it didn't jog or anything like that. It was just so smooth. I don't think any human could have ran through there that fast. I've heard of other people, and by the way, the monks can levitate. Uh, it's not 
it's getting on the right frequency. You know, they got these horns over in Tibet that, that if you get the right frequency, they can raise boulders and stuff. And, right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, levitation is possible, but I think it's done mainly through uh, through anti-gravity, anti-matter, which is proven by Dr. Paul Dirac in 1933, who got the Nobel Prize for the direct exchange between energy and matter. If they could change their energy, or excuse me, if they could change their matter into energy, they would disappear from your visual range. And right. their, their density wouldn't be anymore, so the trackways would stop. Now, uh, Fred uh, Beck in uh, Mount St. Helens, uh, 1924, he wrote about this. Uh, he followed right. one, him and some miners followed one for quite a while, and it uh, the tracks just stopped. And he said if they if it would have had to jump over 160 feet to have not left another track. So wow. this is a long story. I've talked to a lot of people, and I had it happen to me. We followed a trackway after my daughter saw one, and we couldn't. It just stopped. You couldn't see where it went after that. So it's it's. I think it's density, and they can change their matter into energy, and the density goes down to nothing, and they don't leave a track. Well, it's if my, they can change their density, like you're talking about. Does that explain how sometimes people can hear them in the woods and it sounds like an elephant crunching on leaves, but they may be 50 yards away because they make their no. density denser? No, it doesn't explain that, but it, it tells tells me they ought to be, get, be going the other way if they come crashing at you. I've had it happen. Uh, a guy reported it to me anyway, who was blasting the sounds that I had and he'd saw one up on the ridge and he blasted the sounds of the thing come crashing down towards you. But yeah, they crash through the woods like an elephant in the jungle. I mean, just that's that's probably them saying, "Get out." Uh, he didn't stick yeah, around. He the, learned the, how to walk the, on the, water that day. <laughs> right, right. I would think I would too. <laughs> well, the one that did it to me was doing it to let me know where it was, and then it stopped, and I took a picture, and it was dead in the middle of the screen. It wasn't. It wasn't trying to scare me off, but it wanted me to know it was there and wanted me to see it. And so when I took a picture, it was in a tree just sitting, sitting there watching me. So I don't think he was trying to scare me off, but it sounded like he was 50 yards away. And it sounded like he was on six inches of dry leaves right next to me, an elephant. Uh, That's how heavy the sound was. Well, they have air sacs, I think, inside. Some of them do. Uh, air sacs inside their neck. And uh, I got a picture of what, not a picture, but a drawing of one who had a really credible eyewitness post-up report. And she, she's from the UK, but she was in California along the beach. When, in fact, she was on the Tasquatch Chronicles. I'm taking up too much time here with this, but when he yeah, screamed, yeah. his neck would swell out. He screamed at her when he saw her watching them. So, right. I've heard that. Yeah, and that's not unusual. I mean, uh, holler monkeys have those. Uh, you know, they can right. they can mm -hmm. their sounds huge, and uh, it's accurate. Dr. Mellum said even the humans have remnants of that within their us, remnants of something like that. I never saw that anywhere else, but he told me that. That's interesting. The, the second out. the second question I had is everybody has had the smell the smell of a Bigfoot nearby. But on a lot of times, you don't smell it. So my question is, does Bigfoot have a gland that it can control and emit the smell when it wants to? That's my second question. <clears throat> Might be a defense mechanism that. also. 
Now, well, ahead, I think I, I do think they could do it like a skunk can throw it out too. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. I don't know. We didn't have smells up there. I mean, one night we did, but that was when we shot a bear in our camp. It was messed up our camp. And uh, uh, Bigfoot was yelling at us up behind the shelter, and, and this bear was messing with us. So anyway, we had to we had to shoot it. And uh, that night I did smell something. So I don't know if it's something automatically or something they can do when they want to. But I know as close as they were, I mean, they were within feet of our shelter right outside. We never got a whiff of them like that, like people talk about. But then I don't think they're all the same either. I, I think some of them can do things that other ones can't do. A lot of right. them are diluted down, diluted down from in, indigenous uh, crossbreeding uh, with indigenous people. Makes sense. And most of them are more human-like. I think the Patterson Bigfoot was more human-like. If you've seen the tracks that they cast out of the Patterson film right. site, uh, it doesn't look anything. Well, it's more human-like. It really looks like a human foot. Ours up there are different. They're splayed. They're white-toed. And, uh, of course, five toes, but they walk one right after the other. Right. And we've seen them in snow. We've seen, we had a trackway stop in the snow up there once. It was with a little nine-inch track. We think there's a mother and an adolescent. And I know there's an adolescent up there because we, we heard a small voice one time. And uh, I got it recorded, actually. So. Well, I don't know anyway. for sure if they, why they do it. But in the beginning, I smelled it a lot. But then as time went on and they got used to me, I don't smell it now. The last one go. I smelled was a baby um, that was down near the creek, and I saw it up on the hill running towards its mom. But since then, a couple of years, I hadn't smelled them, but I know they're nearby. So I think Good. they've gotten used to me and either not nervous and admitting it or just not doing it because they're not afraid of me. Yeah, I mean, you're not afraid of them. That's oh, no. the key, too. Uh -huh. I say this to everybody listening, uh, that your only enemy is your fear. If you can control that, you can control just about anything, because fear is your enemy. And right. Once you get around them and realize that they're, they're not the ones that's going to eat you or tear your arms off, and you become kind of entangled with them a little bit, they'll, uh, they won't have fear. Because fear is, they is will, just, the, just the unknown. They will try to scare you sometime, too. Well, they can scare you. Especially yeah. if you're not used to it. And uh, actually, whatever you give power to will have power. But that well, makes know, any sense. I appreciate yep. it. we got a few more people backstage want to get Thank to. Thank you, Neil. Well. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right. Who's up next? Mr. Dennis Carroll. Come on. All up. right. Welcome, Dennis. Dr. Carroll. Can you hear us? Good. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Yeah. That, I've been following this conversation. Very close. It's very interesting. Uh, Ron, how, how you doing tonight, Ron? Chris? I'm Chris, doing well. Thank you. Um, let me say this. You know, the question about the, the question about Bigfoot for me is I know he exists because I met him face to face one time. I've seen mm -hmm. him several times, actually. Uh, one time very close up. And with my uh, first experience in that respect, he sort of supernaturally disappeared. I mean, uh, I still have no explanation for how he got away from me that easily or how he just, you know, was there one minute and gone the next kind of a thing. 
So I, I went into studying a lot about Bigfoot, and I like to look at the big picture, not just the local Bigfoot. He's worldwide, okay? And he goes back to folklore a long ways. He goes back to the wild man. Maybe he's Neanderthal. Part of him is that. Maybe that's part of it as well. Um, and, you know, yeah, you have to look at the Native American traditions of Bigfoot and compare that to the Nepal. The Yeti in Nepal is very similar in that respect. They look upon this as a separate kind of a nation or a people. Uh, that's very interesting, too. But here's my, here's my big swing on Bigfoot, okay? If he is a highly intelligent being, and I think he's a lot more intelligent than we give him credit for, because he is a supreme survivor, and he stays uh, 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 several steps ahead of us most of the time. And he is also, in my book, a um, an expert at camouflaging and hiding. I think there's another aspect of this, too, that we have to look at. If he is a higher order of being, he is sort of higher spiritually as well. He's connected to the land. He's connected to nature in that respect. And when you are a higher spiritual being, a lot of these beings have the capacity to shapeshift. That's another thing we have to look at, the shapeshifting capabilities of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only the fact that they move may move between realities, but they can also shapeshift. That would give them a really top team against us definitely they would they would out you know be on top of their game if they could do that that is one thing i've always looked at with them that is one explanation i think for that uh to me that makes them a more more intelligent being not just a, an unknown hominid okay uh but more for something okay and i've got just one one big one for you tonight Oh, and that is, was he a crossover from somewhere else? Yeah. Kind of lost him a little bit. Crossover? Well, I think you, some you broke of our, up a little bit there, Dennis. Uh, Dennis, uh, <clears throat> I mentioned earlier that I think there's different types of these things, depending on what alien uh, put what genome in them and what DNA to do whatever they had them made for. Uh, I believe there's been a lot of hybridization uh, going on with alien intervention into uh, different species on this planet. And uh, I I think that this showed to be true from just the different ones that are around and different attributes that different ones have. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot your question. well, he was kind of just making a point, well, you but know, I know he kind of broke up uh, a little know, bit. You know, we, 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 I'm, I'm missing part of what you're saying. Have, you know, uh, we do have this to look at, too, uh, Ron. I agree with you on that. Uh, we have this to look at, too, though. There are different types of Bigfoot. The far north are bigger, stronger. Yeah. And as you get further south, like the skunk apes, so they get smaller and uh, more wiry. The one I saw was very much like that. It was wiry, although it was very tall. Let's put it around eight foot. But it was kind of wiry. It wasn't very big and muscular, you know. 
like, like some that you see depictions of. So I think these these creatures, these beings, uh, are products of their environment to a certain extent. They had adapt very well to wherever they are, just like human beings in that respect, you know. But we do have different varieties of them, definitely, without a doubt. So there's probably different I, uh, physical varieties and different metaphysical, you know, varieties and capabilities as well, I'm sure. Well, one thing I haven't brought up in all this is there, whether anybody likes it or not, we're all spiritual beings. I mean, we have yeah, a, right. a part of us that's going to leave. That's the energy, our cognizance, our, our uh, I mean, our consciousness is going to leave. It uh, just changes forms to something else. But this body's going to die. All of us are heading for something. So energy can't die. We're made of energy. And once we leave this embodiment, we're going to do something else. Something else is going to happen. Uh, Bigfoot uh, will probably be the same way, but if he's interdimensional, time wouldn't exist for him quite like it does for us. We live in a linear time zone in a three-dimensional environment. You get outside that three-dimensional environment, but I'll back up just a little bit. Anything inside this three-dimensional environment can be shot and it will bleed and it has to poop and eat. Okay, but they're inside our three-dimensional environment. Once they get out of it, things are not the same. And they, they're in another time. Uh, there's no time, really, if you really get into the physics. Uh, we, we live in this three-dimensional thing to have experiences. <laughs> so we just got to make the most of our experiences and get, get our frequency level high enough so that we can pass on to some good form. Otherwise, you got to repeat it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. So what's your um, question for the psychics, Dr. Carroll? Yeah. It's kind of a lag. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a minute. Dr. Carey, you got a question for the psychics? No, I lost, I lost, uh, I lost the sound there yeah. for just a minute. It's you got a question them. for the psychics we can ask? I, I lost your sound there for a minute. Could you? All right, who's you, next? We'll, we'll have to, I'll have to hit them up and we'll get the questions from them offline. Uh, let's go with, was doing Justin next. And then Marie Dumont. After that. Welcome, Mr. Decker. How you doing? Pretty good, guys. How y'all doing tonight? Wonderful. All right, Thank all right. you. Ron, good to Ready see you again, right buddy. Here. It's been a couple years. Been a couple Just years, but good to see you doing good. Good to see you. Thank you. Quite all right. Justin. So I guess we're talking about what we think Bigfoot is. Is that what we got going on? Yeah, you figured it out. All, <laughs> all right. Well. I'll try not to go down a rabbit hole on this one. Um, uh, first of all, I think there's probably multiple entities that we are covering under the, the Bigfoot Sasquatch name uh, because we don't necessarily have a knowing or understanding of what they are. That's the first thing I think. Um, secondly, as far as what people refer to as the flesh and blood Sasquatch, the creature that we interact with here. Um, I believe they are part of a group of entities that uh, reside within our frequency range of our perception, and they also reside on a higher level of frequencies that we can't perceive, and they have the ability to go uh, into both areas of frequencies. And, and, and the way I explain this is like a number line. If we uh, experience our reality between, let's say, the number line of 10 and 20, and that's our entire world of perception. 
they exist on the line from 15 to 25. And when they're overlapping our 15 to 20, we can perceive them and interact with them. And when they are on the higher frequencies, we are unable to. And that goes to their cloaking and that goes to the higher vibration and some of the other stuff that we just don't understand. And I encompass all this in the idea of the electric eel theory that I have, which basically is a science that we just don't understand yet. It's not necessarily anything paranormal or supernatural. We just don't have enough knowledge and understanding to know what's going on yet. And that's my personal theory of what's going on within the Bigfoot phenomenon. Interesting. So Good. what you... questions do you have for the psychics? Go ahead, Mr. Moorhead. No, I just saying good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and when I write my book, I'm going to ask, ask. Yeah, when I write my book, I'm going to ask Ron to do the forward for me on it. Uh, <laughs> we can put it all out there. <laughs> okay. um, as far as my question for the psychics, I have always operated with the idea that uh, the Bigfoot operates very similar to the indigenous tribe that I grew up with in South America and the fact that they have um, a family group and then an extended family group and then a tribal group. And that would be my question if the psychics can have any insight onto that aspect of possibly of their, their structure as far as uh, society structure. Interesting. I believe they're in family groups, my opinion, just because we had a family of them and they're not with us. Right, and I, I firmly believe they operate within a smaller family structure to start with, but do they ever get together in a larger group and then in a larger group on top of that? Because a lot of the um, indigenous tribes that operate as, as gatherer, hunter and gatherer tribes, they operate that way. They'll break off into smaller groups to do different things. They'll come back together for different huntings or different things like that. They, they kind of operate within um, a large sphere of different types of groups, depending on what's going on. Um, you know, whether it's food or whether it's that they need supplies or different things like that. So that'd be my question. Well, mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to have a swap Christmas gifts. That's, <laughs> that's just, yeah. I'll throw that out. Keep throwing it out. Here. <laughs> no, thank you, uh, Mr. Decker. I'll talk to you soon. Who's up next, sir? Thank you, sir. Let's go to Ms. Murray. Okay. Welcome. Hello there. Hello. How are you? Wonderful. Nice to see you again, stranger. Yep. Same here. It's good to see you guys. Likewise. So you kind of got the gist of what we're talking about here. What oh, Marie. Hi. Hey, Ron. How are you? It's good to see I you again. Yeah. Well, thank you. Good to see you. Yeah. You're, you're looking good. You're looking very good. Well, thank you. So, of course... You know, I'm everything I was going to say is what everybody already said. Um, basically, that I believe that they are a type of um, flesh and blood creature. I think it's a type of primate. That's my personal opinion. Um, but I do believe they have um, abilities that we would consider to be probably supernatural. Um, you know, when you're out in the field, as much as I am, you know, you do encounter strange things that you cannot explain out there. You know, um, this time last year, I had a, I was um, at a campsite. It's pitch black. I'm just watching the trees and this huge 
orb about the size of a basketball exploded in front of the tree, the exact tree that I was looking at. And then it moved along the tree line and it changed shape. It changed to about a softball size. It went behind a bush. And when it came out from behind the bush, it was a tiny, like green little firefly. And it flew, it came right to me. When it got about three feet directly at me, then it turned and went right at my shoulder and disappeared. So it went from this giant orb to this teeny tiny little green orb. So can't explain that. And it happened Did it come right out of the tree? in front Did of the tree. Out of the tr- yeah, of it the was tree. right in the canopy of the tree. It, that's where it was at. It just exploded with light. I was like, oh my God, it was huge. So it went from this to this. Um, can't explain that. You know, I've had um, my phone being manipulated out there. You know, I've, it, there's just things you can't explain, you know? So I, you know, cameras. they, huh? Cameras. Camera trail cams, yes. Um, you name it, my phone going off and I'm, I walk up to an next structure and my phone calls one of my ex-boyfriends. That's happened twice. Wow. Got to delete those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have them saved. I didn't have them saved. That's the thing. Oh, and, um, so just, just crazy stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do believe that they have supernatural type of what we would consider supernatural capabilities. I do believe in mind speak. I haven't had a Bigfoot um, do mind speak to me yet, but I've had mind speak with a butterfly and a squirrel in the past, which was truly amazing, you know? And, um, you know, you talk about their frequency. I do believe they have a very high frequency and um, things with very high frequencies I have vibrate. And um, I think that that's probably probably part of the reason why you're trying to take a picture of something with such a high frequency. It's going to be kind of blurry. It's not going to be crisp and clear. Um, you know, that's just my opinion. So it's going to have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So do you have any questions for the psychics next week? Oh, I have 5,000 questions, but they have to be no, yes I or no, right? Not. Well, that's yeah. what we're trying to aim for because it's easier for them to answer rather than it's just a wide general question. It's not supposed question. to be easy. They're psychics. Come on. Well, all right. <laughs> I'm trying to make it where I can like track some data too, though. So if I if I give them an open ended question, they're I'll never get any kind of data out of it. So I'm trying to I'm trying to make it where it's a trend. Like okay, we got all yeses on this one, or all noes on this one, or this one's right, right. half and half. <laughs> you know, kind of kind of gives us an idea of what we're looking at. You know, but anyway. Yeah. So what you got? Um, well, I just want to tell Ron, remember Chris and I remember this weekend when we went out, we found these tracks that just disappeared. They just like mm-hmm. were in the middle of this path, nice and deep, and then poof, no more tracks. Deep sand and it's no 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 tracks turning around. It's just they're going one direction and this stops. One sure. step or you'll see two steps and another spot <clears throat> and nothing else. Yeah, I, think they increase, I think they increase the vibration, which 
changes their mass into energy, which is a fact that can be done, proven by CERN in 2012. It's called antimatter. Dr. Uh, uh, somebody, I forgot his name, not good late for me. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, matter and energy are interchangeable. That's a physics fact. And right. they can change their matter into energy. Their density would stop. They wouldn't leave a track any longer. Because you can't sure. see yeah. energy, you can sense. only sense it. Yeah. Yes. I think so a lot of people what do you get? It's just very mm -hmm. mysterious. It's really just crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, you a lot of the question. No, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. What did you say, Ron? No, I'm just going to say a lot of people want to claim paranormal or supernatural or woo woo or something like that, but right. the laws right. of quantum physics <clears throat> is is a rule. I mean, it's it's the way it is. And it, it works all the way through the universe, all the way through from the atom to the cosmos, like I mentioned earlier. But it, it doesn't deny that we have to live in a three-dimensional environment with Newtonian physics. But we, that doesn't mean we have to exclude quantum physics from our research. But quantum physics will answer a lot of the questions that the paranormal people, the all these other people have about how that happened, how that happened. Quantum physics answers a lot of that. Right. But you have to look into it, and it takes it takes a, a long time to really study it properly. Yes. Anyway. So my questions, I've heard some gibberish too, by the way, Ron, in um, oh, the Everglades, in the Everglades, when I was walking <clears> down the path. So a little mm -hmm. bit of like the Sierra sounds um, yeah. down there. So that was pretty interesting. So well, anyway. The ones we dealt with and, uh, have a language and they, they do are able to talk and I'm, somebody earlier said, well, they have to talk to me in English. Well, no, if they just talk to your mind, it, it, it'll just be what your mind intercepts, and that's through the pineal gland. Right. And that, that reaches right down into the heart, which has to be in coherence with the brain, which is in, if it's in coherence, your brain will pay attention to it because that's where all the truth comes from your heart. Right. And uh, your analytical mind that will talk one way or the other instead of, instead of uh, listening to your heart. Yeah, like the mind speak, but the butterfly and the squirrel that I've had in the past. Um, I wasn't trying to do it. It just happened. And I was Same like, whoa, you. this is crazy. You know, if Pretty I try cool, to huh? do it, it's not going to happen. It just <laughs> happens. So anyway, my questions would be, um, obviously, uh, if they can turn into an orb of light, which I'm sure they can. And I just want to know if they are a type of primate. Or what they are. So. Yes, they are. Well, that's, it doesn't take a psychic. They are primate. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but some people think they're like yeah. a type of ancient man or something. So, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you so much, Maria. And I appreciate you. We got one Thank more you. coming up. And uh, good to see you. Yeah, good same here. Thanks, Ron, Marie. take care. Okay. It's great to see you again. Same here. All right, last now, one, Mr. Ron. Before last one. We bring this one up, Mr. Moorhead. Now <laughs> I gotta give you some backstory on this cat. Uh, all right. So he he right. is like falling out of his chair. So this guy <laughs> got in trouble with the Department of Natural Resources in Michigan for feeding the bears. He would go and get these peanut butter jars at Super Walmart, this big. And give yeah. like eight to nine to twelve of them a week to these creatures. And I think he I know slipped. That guy. Yes, he slipped in the dung 
and he's got it in a sweet and low box in his freezer, Mr. Brian Barber. <laughs> That's quite the intro. <laughs> so, Mr. Moorhead, he was wow, telling his story on my I'm show, sorry. and his significant other was like, you got what in my freezer? He's like, but honey, <laughs> it's marked. Look, right here, it's marked. Bigfoot poo-poo. And right on the air, it all went and unfolded. So, Mr. Barber, welcome. <laughs> I, I'm trying to do this without cursing because I'm like awestruck here, you know, to be on the same screen. So, thank you, both everybody, for having me on. Let alone be out here with the home run king of the Bigfoot world. Look, he even knows about your in the box. So, <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I would leave my mark in the fitness world, but apparently, it's going to be as the scat king in the freezer. So. <laughs> Um, I don't, first question I'd actually, you know, Brian, if you don't have anything to do for Christmas, you can come to my house. I'd be more than happy. <laughs> <to do. laughs> um, but well, what I kind of presents you got? Have <laughs> there you go. You tell me what you want, and we'll make it happen. Uh, tell me, uh, what's your favorite dish? We'll, uh, we'll make it happen. <clears throat> well, you go to Michigan, Michigan. I went to Michigan a couple of years ago. Didn't I meet you? No. Did I, I meet you? No. Oh, a different guy was hitting out peanut butter to Bigfoot, yeah. Oh, this uh, guy. There's another guy up there doing Doc. that. Huh? Yeah, that's... Um, oh, anyway. I, I guess I kind of fall into the same tree as everybody else. You know, they're a, a sort of primate. But I think they... Uh, now I'm stuttering over myself. I'm sorry. All right. I think they tap, you might say, you know, woohoo or whatever, but I think they just have tapped more into their brain and are able to manipulate that with the power of their thoughts. So, like, you know, just like I can go in and put enough energy in my chest and my arms and my triceps and bench press 315 pounds, maybe they can put that same energy into another form. So, like, when the tracks disappear and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I definitely believe in the mind speak. Because during my first encounter, when I came around the corner and that, you know, what I thought was a bear stood up and was staring at me. As I go to hit that horn, something in my head had told me, don't hit that horn. He's going to pull that lid off and beat your tiny. You know, so that stopped me there. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they obviously, you know, who I got some of my freezer that I believe is theirs, you know. I hope it's not Billy Franks that got drunk and just was a deer hunter. But I, I do, I think they just have tapped into like the whole cloaking. I never gave that any thought just because I haven't seen it. But at the same time, just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. So we got to look at everything that happens. And I can't just go off the experience. They, they are flesh and blood. They're just able to do more because, I mean, if you look, a lot of our tech is going back to nature. You know, therm where did thermal vision come from? You know, reptiles. They figured out how the reptiles see the heat, so then they got devices, and now we're able to see heat again. You know, I think they have abilities that we've just lost because lost or never had or never understood. I mean, you can yeah. you can even get your hands on the the abilities, like you can grab a, a octopus or a squid that can change colors, but you can't force it to change colors. We can get big bigfoot hair and look at it and we don't know how it works you know yeah. there's, there's things that we don't understand 
yeah, you know, whether the hair is translucent or, you know, can they manipulate that? Mm-hmm. You know, through, I forget what, chromatoforms, is that what they call it when the octopus changes colors? I don't even know. You got so. the blue or your octopus that has the blue or right. right blue, but. Um, yeah, Pufferfish do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the bioluminescence, you know, I think they can see in the dark. You know, at least they've adapted to be able to function in the dark better. Because other species have done so, like, you know, I said, Grizz and Chris, that video about the fact that the chimpanzees went nocturnal over in the war in Africa to avoid the war during the day so they could go hunt and do their stuff at night. You know, they couldn't actually see, but they learned to function better. So maybe Bigfoot falls into that realm. He's just figured out that there's less people out during the day, so we'll do our stuff at night and remain off the charts. Makes sense. Uh, as far as the question for the psychics, I guess the one would be, you know, do they hold the actions? I want to say the government, you know, it, but I don't, you know, if they understand what government is, maybe they look, you know, as us as a tribe and as our chiefs, do they hold their actions against us when we're in the woods? Because maybe that's why they stay, keep their distance away where the government comes in. If there's problems, kills a bunch of them, takes the bodies, does autopsies, who knows how many specimens they're holding on to or whatever. You know, as a species, I feel a little weary of the rest of us doing the same thing. Their experiences are going to be similar to ours. Uh, You know, if you have a good experience with a Bigfoot, you're going to have pleasant thoughts and bad experience with a Bigfoot. You're going to have bad thoughts and vice versa. So it makes complete sense um, and definitely a fair question to ask. You already kind of asked one question earlier. You probably didn't even realize it about the cloaking. So I'm going to go ahead and write that one in for you. Anyways. About the what? <laughs> about the cloaking. Oh, well, you, you, no, kind, was, you kind of brought it up. So I'm just going to throw it down. That was anyways. your question. So that was why I was trying to think of something else yeah. for you. Nobody actually asked it yet. So I do have a couple other questions I'm going to throw out there. But since it's not actually been asked surprisingly enough, I know that would be Grizzly's probably first question anyways. So here, here's the deal, Mr. Barber, since you're so famous for your sweet and low box, you have any questions for Mr. Moorhead before we let you go? What, what can I do to enhance my experiences without interfering in their lives? <clears throat> Just be somewhere and be neutral and try to think of something good. Uh, they'll find you if your vibration's right. If you're not out there with a gun trying so you're to back one, talk so. the more head, holy crap. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I do this two, three times a week, generally. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Man, I know I like it. Uh, to enhance your experience, just uh, be who you are. They either will interact with you or they won't. And uh, again, I think it's all about vibration. If, if you've got the right attitude, the right demeanor about you, the right aura going around your energy, uh, They'll see that, and they will. If you know where they are and where they, you do you know a, a hot spot where you go? Yeah, I've been going there for almost three years now. Okay. And there's a yes. family group out there because I found twenty-three and, inch tracks not, with seventeen-inch tracks, not, and also some baby tracks. They're not interacting with you at all. No, I'm having a lot of, like the whole peanut butter jar thing. That was yeah. Are you putting the lid on the peanut butter? Do you put the lid yeah, on the, the peanut butter? Yeah, the orange it. And then sometimes I'll right. find 
there's been a couple times where they've taken the tinfoil off because I don't open the tinfoil. And they took the tinfoil off perfectly and rolled it up and stuck it back in the jar and screwed the lid on. Hmm. No other humans in the area, right? Pardon? No other humans in the area, right? (laughs) It got so bad when Mr. Barber got sick and he couldn't go out and feed them. They took the peanut butter jars to the neighbor's house and threw them at the houses and banged on the house. And the neighbors got so upset, they called the uh, Department of Natural Resources and they had to put cameras up to figure out who was feeding the bears because they wouldn't confess that they were Bigfoot. And one neighbor had to sell his house. He was so scared. You're telling bears don't open the lids? Well, I well, they she know. was going on about the bears, and mm-hmm. I asked. I finally came out and asked her point blank, "Is this being recorded?" And she's like, "No." And I says, "Well, then, I've never seen a bear out there. I've never seen bear scat, bear markings, and bears have never left 23-inch tracks, hit my truck with a log, or thrown rocks at." And she just kind of went, "Excuse me." And I said, no, that's as far as I'm going to go with that, you know. <laughs> so that was when they hit me with, if I continue to feed the bears, because it's a uh, conservancy, so it's considered private property. So they could technically kick me out. So the 23 inch, inch, inch track represents uh, about a 12 foot tall. Yeah, that was uh, one of them that followed me out one night with another friend and I, uh, because... I pulled up and I saw deer tracks going up the hill in the snow and right next to the deer tracks, there were two huge tracks that covered the same distance up the hill that a whole bunch of deer tracks went up. Hmm. And I told my friend, Sean, I said, I know what did that. Let's go see. And, you know, she had a couple of drinks, so she was feeling good. So we went ahead and uh, I turned the lights off. I said, let's keep it in the dark till we get up the hill. So we climbed the hill. And uh, sorry, I'm taking a deep breath here. So we climbed the hill, and I could start hearing stick breaks go from got to the top of the hill. And she's like, "What's that?" I don't know. I said, "Probably whatever made the tracks." She's like, "Well, turn the light on." As soon as I turned the flashlight on, just at the edge of the beam, he had to be eight foot or higher. Great, uh, big, massive, reddish brown shoulders. And as soon as that light came on, it went like this, hide its eyes. And she was all about 105 pounds because she had cancer at the time. And I turned around, I put my keys in her hand, and I'm like, you go. And if I'm not right behind you in 30 seconds, you take that truck and you go. And so I'm trying to push her through the snow back down the hill. And behind us, we can hear it. It's blocking. It's not trying to get us. But in the moment, that's what you think. And you can hear tree breaks and snap, snap, mm-hmm. crunch, crunch. So I'm pushing her. I finally get <clears throat> open the door, push her in the truck, shut the door while it was snowy and icy. So I slip, fall underneath the truck. And as I'm trying to crawl on the icy road, my truck starts. And I'm like, oh, holy crap, she's gonna, I'm gonna get she's run gonna over. Run me over. <laughs> Luckily, I get on the other side of the truck, you know, push her over, and we left. And uh, a couple miles down the road, she's like, we got to stop the shell because, and I'm like, uh-uh, I'm going home and having a drink, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and she's like, no, she said, I need to change because she had, it had roared at us. 
when we turned around and it was so loud that it wouldn't like right through you. Well, obviously you know more than anybody what that can be like. But, uh, and she had wet her pants because of that roar. And I said, hey, don't feel bad. Because if I hadn't gone just before we got here, I would have done the same thing. Or worse. And uh, so then we went back the next day. She wouldn't get out of the truck. So she filmed me and I tried to recreate those steps. And it took me, I think it was nine. And you could see me bulldozing through the. Is that the ones the in the hill. snow going snow up the hill? And everywhere. Yeah, and these I, I know which ones. Tracks. I think those the white light pictures. probably bothered it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm hearing well, now. It's one of those things uh, like. White light blinds them. <clears throat> yeah, well, so, thank you, Mr. Brian. It's been an well, honor. Thank you very Anything much. Anything else you want to add before we let you go? I, no, I just I'm so grateful to be on and to be able to ask any questions to Ron. I mean, it's always a pleasure <laughs> on any of our platforms and shows. So you know, I greatly Definitely. appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Brian. Have a good night. Right, Brian. Oh, Mr. Moorhead, uh, yeah. thank you for the wonderful evening and uh, participation. Oh. And, uh, I guess I stuck I around. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it was awesome. That's yeah. much greatly appreciated for sure. So thank how can you, they Chris. get a hold of your books and, and so forth? Uh, Amazon. My website, ronmoorhead.com. Yeah. Ronmoorhead.com, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And it's got, well, I, I'm redoing my website right now as we speak, so it may be having a little issues, but uh, generally, that's how you get them. Or just go on Amazon, look for Voices in the Wilderness. That's my chronicle, my 40 years. And then I've been doing it 50 years now, though. That's how long it's been out. But actually, they're doing a documentary on me now on the Sierra Camp. Uh, working on that. So I should be out sometime oh, late awesome. next year. And then awesome. Quantum Bigfoot, which has uh, been out for a few years and a couple of years. 2017, so five years, I got four years. And uh, my new book, uh, Bigfoot Unveiled, will be out uh, shortly after the first year this year. Oh, that's I awesome. I mean, 2024. Nice. And uh, it'll just go a little deeper into stuff. Mainly, uh, I think people need to understand who we are and how special we are as human beings uh, on this planet to have the opportunity to experience things like we do and to have the opportunity to experience them properly. That's what raises our elevation, our intensity, our frequency. Right. And, uh, you know, I think these things, Bigfoot, when they uh, lower their density far enough to get into our three-dimensional world, uh, that's when you can see them and that's when they're active. Uh, they are flesh and blood when they're that way. But when they go out of it, I'm not sure what they are, but they're form of energy just like everything is. <clears throat> In other words, ronmoorhead.com. That's what you want to know. <laughs> no, absolutely. It, it, I, once again, it's it's a pleasure, and I, we greatly appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule for us. And everybody, check them out, ronmoorhead.com. Hey, Ron, are you going to be in? Are you going to be in Ocala this coming year for the? the uh, no, I was there. I was there no? just earlier this year, wasn't I? Was yeah, I, I didn't know if yeah. you're, the next one's going to be in June next year. So uh, I haven't been invited. If you're going yet. to it or not? Uh, well, I, I haven't oh. been invited. But, uh, I generally only go to the ones I invite. <laughs> invited. Oh, well, yeah, I can see that. So we need to tell them to invite you. 
<laughs> well, it may have the For same sure. people. They they usually try to, you know, last yeah, time I was there, they had a little issue going over with a couple guys that I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard about all that drama. It was good though. <laughs> the, it's, it was fun, uh, but you know, then they got on a cruise ship and went to Alaska. So. <laughs> Yeah. But he got hauled off. Uh, well, I, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. We heard about all that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate it, Ron. I really do. Uh, well, it was thank an honor you. and a it pleasure was having you. I'm glad I could stick around for a while. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you. And from coast to coast around the world, everybody, have a good night. We'll catch you on the right. next show. Good thank night. you, Mr. Moorhead. Bye bye. Good to meet you, Chris. <laughs>